Hey, welcome back to the Always Forward Podcast. This is going to be a really fun one or really embarrassing one. I'm not really sure because I got the un- the none other. Cut that audio, Miss Capra. <laughs> um, none other than uh, my mother, River Jordan. Mom. And you just got off a plane. Son. You literally, <laughs> you, uh, literally just got off a plane. Off and then two planes. Two planes. Yes. And then I'm like, hey, let's, and you threw right into a podcast. I know. Is that okay? I'm okay. This is, this is how we do things here. I didn't even ask what the questions were. I don't even know what the questions are. I thought I'd just roll with it. Yeah, I don't have, my producer didn't, gave me no sheet. You told me we were doing no sheet. You said, no, I'm not doing a sheet. We don't need a sheet. <laughs> we don't need a sheet. <laughs> this is my mom. We're not doing a sheet. We're just going to wing it. That's so, um, when I, when I told you, I said, hey, the car will be there to pick. You said, LOL. I, I was like, really, I was confused. Uh, I, I don't even know that I was responding to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, make, that I, makes sense. I have no idea at this moment, but it probably struck me funny. So there, there are times that you will text me, I will screenshot it and send it to Chris. And be I, like, I know. Be like, Chris is his brother. Be like, do, do you understand what she's saying? He's like, no, man. It, I get just it ignore all, it. I, he's like, just ignore it. I get <laughs> right. the same stuff all the time. He ignores me a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I didn't know. I was like, maybe she thinks I'm joking about the car. I'm not really sure. I'm sure. I was thinking, I was like, babe, she probably thinks you're kidding. You're coming to get her. And you're like, hey, your car waits. And she's thinking, <laughs> that's funny. But then there was really a car that came to get her because yeah. you, you had to keep working. No, I, ju- I just thought you were, uh, I was in Nick's room, yeah. and we were rolling Nick's way, and yeah. my car was coming to pick me up. I'm just, okay, I'm, I'm here. Yeah, it's better that way, right? Can it's you just share way. the Nick's world story, because it makes me so happy. I appreciate it so much, and anybody who knows Nick will love it. Oh, God. Well, anyone who knows Nick or follows Nick knows that you are a part of Nick's world, and growing up. That's the way he arranged things. And and one time we sort of kidnapped him to go visit family and said, nope, we're not doing that. We're going to visit family. You're not in Nick's world anymore. And he said, that doesn't happen in Nick's world. <laughs> <laughs> How old was I? Oh, you were probably 14 at that time, you know, maybe 15. You were well aware. It makes, you, makes me sound like such a narcissist. Um, <clears throat> self-determined. Yeah, um, right. You, you let me know not to do your laundry anymore when you were 12 years old because you could do it better. I but that was that a factual statement or is that just like me being a little shit? Oh, no, totally factual. <laughs> it's a wonder I didn't go do it all, babe. Do it all. Your your room was looked like a nightclub. It was always clean, oh God, coordinated, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, you've always been Nick and Nick's world. Yeah. Well, you know, it takes, you know. Whatever. I feel like he's kind of sort of met his match, though, because now we're in Dimitri's world. Oh, jeez. <laughs> 100%. I've noticed that. I've noticed that from the Instagram wait, pictures. Wait till you see that, like, get a load of this kid. I, I just drink it all in. I drink all the videos. And, and he's pictures. like, uh, well, how old was he when the last time you saw him? We came out there? November, so. Oh, my goodness. Smaller. He's he's got all the words down now, and he's walking oh, and doing his he, thing. And, he tells yeah. you exactly how things are going and yeah. and everything. He was, I think, fifteen months, and he's almost two. Yeah, two in August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah, he's he's something. He's run, he's he's running the roost. 
That's for sure. And you tell his dad, no. Uh, no. <laughs> he does this, no, okay. Okay. And he just backs up. And Anytime puts, Nick tries to do anything, he just backs up. He no. backs and he grabs his hands like this. He's like, no. Okay. No, 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 okay. No, I just posted that video of him in the truck. <laughs> so I got my bags into the truck, okay? And then... Um, he climbs I, his own butt into the yeah, truck he now. Climbed, and then he, like, I was going to run him around and put him in his car seat. He just, like, dived into the truck. And I'm like, okay, no big deal. Like, I will go around and grab him and put him in his seat. As soon he saw me open the door, he looked over me, and he just, like, he looked like one of those little, like, a creature, like an alien, you know, like, scampers off, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what it looked like. He just went <laughs> and was in the front seat faster than I could even realize. I was like, and then he wouldn't get out. He's like, no, I'm driving. He's like, keys. Go. Yeah, keys. Go. <laughs> anyways, it was funny. Um, so, anyways, uh, your requirements for the podcast was a Guinness. It so, was. So you're the fr- which is a, a nitro cold brew Guinness, mm-hmm. which um, with you're coffee th- with coffee, which you're the first person ever to drink on our podcast. Well, that's appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way it should be. <laughs> So, um, mom, what does it say that you say, what do they say that you do? What do you do for a living? I'm a writer. That's what I do. How long have you been a writer? All of your life. (laughs) That's right, yeah. All of my life, you know. I was discovered by my sixth grade teacher. Really? Yes, you didn't know the story? I don't think so. I forgot the story. She thought I'd plagiarized something, totally copied it from a book. She called me up to her desk to question me, uh-huh. gave me the third degree. And then she Were you just, like solely totally confused? I was totally innocent. I, I wasn't confused, but I just kept answering. I mean, you know what pl- like plagiarism yes, is at, yes. at s- in sixth grade? I wouldn't have known that. Oh, well, sure, because they do a whole thing. When you start writing and creative writing and stuff, they're like... Yeah, you're not supposed yeah. to be copying things, right? Oh, so, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention in school. <laughs> she kept asking me questions like, well, how did you get this idea? Where did it come from? And, you know, and apparently I passed the test. Okay. So then she scheduled um, a private conference with Nana. Uh-huh. just the teacher and Nana and myself, and she let Nana know that I was, your daughter is a writer. She's born to be a writer. You have oh, a, I'm sure. You that have a writer. <laughs> and Nana was like, oh, well, thank you so much. What a lovely hobby. But she's going to be, you know, a pharmacist so that she has insurance and, <laughs> and a regular bills. job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So uh, I remember the teacher's face being deflated. She was trying to say, you have a Faulkner, you have, you know, that it didn't matter. It didn't matter. No. It didn't compute. That was, she, Nana was a different generation. She didn't believe in all that. Well, you know. Initially. She, she was part of the um, depression generation. Mm-hmm. And I said, how were you affected by the depression? She said, we were always depressed. All it did was, <laughs> all it did was level the playing field as far as we were concerned. So, yeah. But then she went on to working she worked full time while Papa was in the army, and yeah. um, ended up owning a bunch of real estate and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Ran right? a restaurant right yeah. on the beach for many years, right on the golf. What was the name of that? The Old Hickory. I had no barbecue. They no. just never changed the name. Yeah, it was uh. seafood. It was steaks. It was great. And I got to start working there when I was eleven years old, mm-hmm. rolling silverware. And when I was twelve, I started waiting on tables. And when I was 15, I got to graduate to the night shift working with the college kids, and that was big time. That's where the tips came into play? Yeah. 
yeah. had to lay on the beach all day long and then go work at night. Oh yeah. man, that's great. Uh, my dad actually worked there too. Is that the same one he worked at, or was that that was uh, Andrews, Captain Andrews? Yes, he worked Captain at Captain Andrews. Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So then, okay, let me ask you this. At that age, you know, somebody tells you you're a great writer when you're in sixth grade and you start writing stuff and you enjoy it. When you're in high school and, like, you're moving forward with stuff, is that in the back of your mind? Were you continuing to write? Or were you like, I, you know, I want to be a writer at that time? Yeah, I never wanted to be any anything else. But because I didn't know any writers and there were no writers in the family, I went into journalism and broadcast journalism. And ended up getting a little scholarship there and uh, continued studying journalism when I went to University of West Florida. But I ended up taking a playwriting class to improve my dialogue and because I wanted to write the great American novel. Uh, still on my to-do list, the great <laughs> American novel that wins a Pulitzer Prize. So, um, yeah, and, and I fell in love with the theater and started writing plays and stayed there for 10 years and drugged these guys around yeah i would make a joke so for the those that do know me I, I made a joke i would always make a joke that you know we moved every six months and my mom was running from the police or the law um why did we move so much job opportunities sometimes yeah sometimes <laughs> sometimes were we sometimes running from the law <laughs> Well, you never know. It's just always good to, once in a while when you get that feeling, <laughs> it's time to just pick up roots and go on. I uh, I think it's something in me that, that desires to move. Really? And I was sitting on my porch. You know how much I, I love my it. view. I know you did. I hated it. I'm so it. sorry. Don't be sorry. I, I, I appreciate it. I, was, that, I started with I hated it, and I have, a, I have an end state now. Yeah. You know? So... I remember, so I remember, sorry, I know. remember hurting your feelings one time. All right. I don't think I hurt your feelings. I remember you were like, I remember you just being, look, you look like you got crushed. I don't remember which house it was. Maybe when we moved back to Pensacola, I had everything in like a, a garbage bag. And you said, why don't you unpack? And I was like, why? We're just going to move. We're going to be gone soon. So I just left it all in there. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to live out of this bag because we're going to be moving oh. on. And I remember you going, oh, I remember that. And that would now being a parent now, I'd be like, oh, that would. Sting. Uh, yeah, that that was, would sting. No, that, I blocked that from memory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but honestly, I mean, I mean, literally, I, I mean, I could be exaggerating, but I felt like growing up, we moved every six months. We didn't quite do that. Okay, there were different opportunities. I was working at the city of Seaside. I remember that. Okay, and that's when Chris and I were. Well, we were always running around getting in trouble, but we yeah. Had, See, running around getting in trouble in Seaside was much better than running around <laughs> getting in trouble in Arizona. So I made certain that you were a part of Camp Seaside so that mom could work upstairs doing arts development and see you marching around mm. with a crazy little teacher, you know, that did things. And you guys. I don't remember that. No. Mm -mm. Oh, Chris can tell I you remember about when it. We were at this like stilt house and we would we were supposed to stay home. Yes. And we never did. Right. And we got busted, I think, once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You were latchkey in that. 
We were <laughs> with me calling you every fifteen minutes, going, "Where are you?" On payphones. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were landline. Uh, yeah. No, that's when we that, that graduated was, to that's, another that's time. A, that's a, we'll get to that story. Yeah. So, we <laughs> the reason we were there only six months is because it was a great house. It was right on the water. It had yeah, a water view. Yeah. Looked out into the Gulf. We thought we hit it big time. Well, it, we only had it for the off season. <laughs> I couldn't afford to pay for the for we the would, summertime I don't know charge. If, yeah. I'm sure you know me and Chris. You know the the bike rentals. Yes. Me and Chris would just go take those. I'm sure. Whenever we needed them. Yeah. We we're like, oh, we need a bike. We would just steal the bikes and then go ride around where we needed. I mean, bar. I mean, borrow. Yeah. Technically, we, you brought them back. Yeah, I never just kept them. They were. <laughs> we didn't need to keep them. They're more. So we would just take what we needed, ride around, and go where we needed to go, and run our run our scams. Um, we had a, we had a scam that we would run in multiple states, multiple, <laughs> and I don't know when we only got busted, I think once, and I don't remember where we got busted, but you got busted by your mother in Taos, I know. New Mexico. It was New Mexico. It wasn't, I thought we got right. busted in Seaside. No, you got busted in Taos, New Mexico. Okay. So what the, 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 the thing that we would do, I don't even know we were, this grilled. is excellent. This is every kid this should is after this. the. Multiple times you'd pulled us. Oh, I've pulled. Yeah, 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 we pulled this for years. Right. Yeah, absolutely years. Right. And if you look at my brother now, you wouldn't think so. But when he was a kid, he was like the quintessential little cute little boy. Curly little locks. Curly little sandy Sweet blonde little hair. Smile. Yeah, little smile. <laughs> short, little round head. Good looking little kid. And uh, just cute as can be, man. Cute as can be. Still cute as can be. Go ahead. It's a little rough around the edges these days. <laughs> He's older. Looks a little scary. He looks, yeah. I, well, I got another story about that. Yeah, he's got his sleeve. He's got his own tats. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, so what we would do is, and I and I was, you know, I'm three years older than my brother, so I would just show up to these restaurants and be like, hey, um, you know, we look like two rugrat poor kids, and we show up and be like, hey, uh, kids, can I get a table and some water? Because it's my brother's birthday, and I just wanted to take him out, and I don't have any money. So, and these these waitresses and hostess would be like, they'd see the two of us, and they'd be like, "Oh my lord!" And I, and I would just, I was the front man, and, and he would just sit there, like look like uh, the only thing I can imagine is remember P Puss in Boots yeah. when he did the cat thing, and he's like. Cat eyes. <laughs> so that's what Chris would do. Chris would just be like holding his little hat and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's my brother's birthday. So they'd bring us in. They give us waters. Oh, they something. They'd oh, give they us like sodas, drinks, drinks. They sodas. Yeah, and then and they would cake. give us um, house. They would, they would give us the house salads, and then they would bring out a dessert that we would and share. Like the bread that they give everybody yeah, at the and table. The bread. Yeah. So they would just put us in this like little two seat thing, and then they would they just had a blast like serving us, and I'd be like. Thank so much you just made his you just made his birthday the best you know my mom's working we, we, maybe we don't, we don't know, where, know. She we don't know where she is right upstairs working at so, my desk so we ran this scam this scam in every city that we went to now you got to keep in mind this is late 80s probably early 90s no late uh, 80s late 80s yeah by the early 90s i was getting in trouble so late 80s we were running this scam so you know, kids just 
back then we just ran around every, wherever we I went. I was safe, yeah. but you yeah, ran around with me working at the Grant's office but for that the was for, arts organization that was, right upstairs. That was in New Mexico, though. Yes, so yes. That, so how do we get, I don't remember this. How, I just remember you were really mad because I don't think we were supposed to be out. I think we were supposed to be at home. And uh, anyways. You think? <laughs> you think your eight-year-old and your five-year-old should be at home? I think so. <laughs> they probably could have played. There was a fountain. There was a coffee shop. There were, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, there were artists everywhere. But you weren't supposed to be scamming. People. You know, that, yeah, scamming that business owners. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, um, so how did we get busted? Your mom came looking for you. Is that what happened? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought, for some reason, I thought, remember... That you were at the re- one restaurant that we did the scam. Yeah, at. he he tells the story that you were eating lunch with your colleagues from work, and you see your kids walk in. <laughs> Nada. No. That was another time. Oh, so I got busted twice. <laughs> no, this is when you were older on a bike, and you were supposed to be home, and it was the middle of the night. Oh, okay. Yeah, so let's stick totally with this story. Different thing. So you came looking for us and found us I at the came restaurant. Looking for you, found you having a great time. I should have just at this age, I'd have just backed out and go, "Well, they got this," you know. <laughs> but I was like, "What do you think you're doing?" Um, yeah. What did I say? I, I don't know what you said. I don't know what you said. Oh man, I could imagine that feeling like, oh, my whole scam is. But I mean, busted. it's pretty impressive. It's like yeah. it's like the one of those things where you have to like be like. Oh my God, don't do that again. And then, like, tell your friends later, like, I'm so impressed that they did that. <laughs> they got all that free yeah, stuff. It was pretty funny. So, we, that was, that was, we did that until, I mean, pretty much until, uh, I mean, I hit puberty and, like, started doing other scams. Ili- more illegal, more illegal opportunities. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, man, that thing worked so good, especially if they were young women, young women servers. And they usually yeah. are were yeah, yeah we 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 knew we were targeting we looked yeah, like, you nah, did. that's the one that we need to talk to <laughs> yeah. anyways so yeah we moved around a lot and uh, it was it was good but the thing I the thing you know I said that I, I hated it then because you got to think you know, kid like you don't ever have friends like we had friends here and there but it had was each other you had each other we had each other and we really did and we were that was our crew and. Uh, but growing up, once I became an adult and then joined the military, you know, I watched so many people just not be able to function on the road. They needed all their creature comforts. They couldn't sleep, you know, in anywhere. They couldn't live out of a bag, you know. And, and they were obviously they did. They were forced super to super attached to their things. Yeah, super attached things. to the things like that. And I was just it was just, it was so easy for me to like live that life. Right. Cause I'm like, I've been doing this my whole life. Right. This is nothing but a thing. So anyways, long, long story short, I learned that, uh, it was actually a good thing. Well, I'm glad it turned out that way for you. <laughs> I mean, I have some regrets in life and looking back, I would have done a few things differently. And I think I would have probably for your sake gotten a house this is my imaginary world. Yeah, this is imaginary world. This is, not a, League, this is not a real thing, Put Mom. you in Little League, and you would have gone every year, and you would have known oh. all the kids in the neighborhood. He'd that be strapped it. to a desk and working a 40-hour week in khakis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact Until is, I put a shotgun in my mouth and just, blow my brains out. It wasn't me. You know, it just wasn't me. It, it's a sense of adventure and wanting to travel. I wish I would have seriously gotten my Ph.D., 
had summers off from teaching and taking you guys to a different country every year during the summer. That um, would have been the ideal uh, plan. Yeah, that's, uh, that briefs well on paper. We were poor. <laughs> if, if you well, remember. if I had been able, well, therefore, and so on and so forth. So we did it the poor way. We put our stuff in bags and we hit the yeah, road. Yeah. It's like time to travel. It, so it's sort of a traveler's I, spirit. I, I it try really to, is. I try to tell people that. And we and I called you the other day. And, you know, growing up, obviously, I, I didn't like it and this and that and like having to move all the time. And, and again, this is, you got to keep in mind, this is all pre-11 years old, maybe. And um, looking back as an adult now, I'm like, my mom raised two boys well at least keep the keep us out of from killing each other or killing ourselves i try um, yeah um by herself working multi- sometimes two jobs yeah um like that's imp- well and tell what you i mean i if you're okay with it he wanted to think about the other day oh yeah i was asked, thinking about i was thinking about the actual like okay how much money you were making got a, got a single mom well single-ish there were some characters involved here and there. Um, Occasionally, I married one. <laughs> yeah. And then I divorced him. Yeah. So that's how that goes. Is that guy alive? I don't know what guy of which you speak. <laughs> the one? I don't keep up with those people. Okay. Okay. I keep wanting to know if he's alive or not. I know your dad's alive. That's all I know. Yeah, my dad's okay. alive. There you um, go. So anyways, so I was like, th- we were her and I were talking about it. I'm like, so she did all this work in two jobs to raise two boys and provide for us and, and to give us what we could and keep it. And we always had a, like, we were never homeless that I remember. No, we were just on the road. Yeah. <laughs> we were no, homeless we on the road. Homeless. We weren't we were, homeless. We were moving to Phoenix. Yeah. And so we camped, I think on the way we, in a really pretty place. And we went to stay with a friend. Yeah. We stayed, and we was, spent, we spent the summer in, in no, Phoenix. No, we no? spent two weeks in Phoenix. That was only two weeks. I was, yeah. oh, shit. <laughs> I was looking for a job. That felt like three months. I know. I, I remember my rubber on my shoes melting to the concrete. I'm not a fan of Phoenix, no. and so I uh, nothing against lovely people who live there, but not uh, for me. I looked and looked for a job, and I had fallen in love with New Mexico driving through mm-hmm. there, and just went, "Wow, what a beautiful state!" The only job I found advertised for what I did was in Taos, New Mexico. So I backtracked for an interview, mm-hmm. and I went for three days and met with the board, got that job, came back, got you, and we moved, which was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Taos was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I mean, and now it's, I think, isn't Taos like one of like a premier? Yeah, they say, and, and then yeah. also with the Airbnbs and everything, like it's so up and coming with yeah. the young people. That's and so crazy. It's, it's it was crazy. It was like a little hole in the middle of nowhere back then. I think it was then. almost like the streets were dirt almost, right? <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. Just crazy. It so, was like this weird uh, mountainous Mexico is what it was it like. It was an artist colony yeah. that was primarily um, Native American and Spanish. And um, so Anglos were the minority, mm-hmm. and those were mostly crazy artists that thought they came through the fifth dimension. Someone told me- I remember me, that. It was a lot of alien stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's yeah. the buzz. You know, yeah. that, there was a buzz. Literally, people could hear a buzz <laughs> like it was coming from underground or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. So, and it was cool. The that's where I learned to uh, ski um, because sure the did. school, yeah. the school took us. That was yeah. part of the school, like public school system there, because it's right there. I had you in a private school, but that's okay. Um, yeah, we could talk about that school. The public schools were no better. Where I got beat up all the time. 
Well, you learn, don't you? <laughs> this is what I grew up with. Get that's why. That's, that's why I am the man yeah. I am today, exactly. ladies and gentlemen. Right there. I was always trying to fight your battles, darling. Um, oh, I know. Some battles moms aren't meant to fight. No. Um, that actually, that school was where I. It was, I've got a lot of funny stories about that time. And you ended up being best friends with that dude. After I smashed his face into the into the gravel. Well, there you go. Yeah. 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 He never messed me. Yeah, we ended up being friends. <laughs> Anyways, um, where was I at, Ben? We were talking about how oh, she yeah, was her, making yeah. her, her what so she was making. So I asked her. I said, I said, okay, it's the three of us, and like, how how much were you making to provide for us, and. Like, in the nineties, like yeah. early late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. It was late. It was late eighties, and I was I was thinking about it, and you you don't really remember, but it was like at some point it was less than less than a thousand a thousand to fifteen hundred a month, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And imagine what rent was and food and everything. So yeah, and that was working real jobs, you know. That's crazy. That's I just crazy. it made it really did make him. We were sitting and talking about it, and he called you to to ask because we were both like, I wonder kind of even how that was working like back at that time. Like, how was she able to do it? And you just got a new appreciation for the whole situation. <laughs> he was like, Holy Yeah, I mean, you just don't you don't know until you know. But like, I was that's why I was thinking about it. And I was like, man, that is that's cr- that's absolutely insane. To like, you're like, no wonder we got clothes from Goodwill and different things. There's no. No money. Eating mac and cheese, living that life. Yeah. Oh, spaghetti. I could make Lo- spaghetti, yeah. right? Lots yeah. of spaghetti. Lots of spaghetti. Oh, and he I, loves his spaghetti. You, I would yeah. take you to the fast food place and I go, You guys can have anything on the dollar menu <laughs> that you want. <laughs> so, you oh know, man. Yeah, yeah. And I uh good times. Yeah. Anyways, I, I just cannot believe like that was a lot. That's a lot. You did a good job, Mom. Thanks. Yeah. I tried to work in you being able to have pets in the middle of that. You yeah. Know? Um, truly. It was, it was, my childhood was an adventure. All of, all of it. Yes, it was. It was a hundred percent an adventure. And she even, she was coming home and, you know, watching, tell, tell that. Cause I think that's probably right. the coolest thing. She tried so hard. She worked so much and she was coming home and taking you to the movies at night. Still. Well, sometimes could, I remember one time that we were at some childcare thing. Um, and it was late and you took us to see <laughs> horrible movie. All dogs go to heaven. What a horrible movie. How did I know? <laughs> How did I know it was going to be that way? Me and Chris were like, oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the worst movies ever. You know? Taking two little kids. I mean, it was a kid movie, but it was like, it was it's heavy. intense. Yeah, that movie's yeah. heavy. You know what amazed me? Because we were staying with my friend for two weeks, yeah. and that got a little old for us. We were used to being. That was the first time you hit me. I don't remember hitting you. Thanks um, for bringing that up. I used. To, oh no, I deserved it. I said some. I mouthed off to you about something in the kitchen. Oh. I only remember that. It, it, I think it became such a memory in my mind because either you were holding a whole tray of silverware, or I was, and then when you hit me, the silverware went everywhere on the kitchen floor. I can't imagine. You say hit. She probably just smacked your mouth. No, she smacked my mouth. Yeah, that's yeah. not hitting. But that's, that's get- not me. I I don't even do that. You know, I mean. No, I, I'm i pretty it sure. It must I have just, been really bad. Well, I was hanging with that. The, I don't. Yeah. It must have been something you picked up but that was really bad. From you the, know? Teenage, the teenage boys downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because that just sent your mom. I don't do that. You guys maybe got what one whipping from me in your life. 
You know? That's the only time I remember. There was another time I tried to give you guys whippings, but Chris always laughed, and you would tell me, I can't breathe. <laughs> and then I'd go, oh, my God, he can't breathe, and Chris would laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not working. I was not good at discipline. You know, I was very, no. good. I was very good at love and unconditional love, truly unconditional love, you know. Not good at discipline. Not good at discipline. No. So, but on, a, on another note, we were obviously needed to get out of that house. Yeah. I took you guys to see um, what's Kevin Costner's movie, Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Three-hour movie. Yeah. Most of it's not in English. Yeah. You guys just sat there mesmerized. And it's I was, a good movie. I was sliding movie. down in my seat, and then I was trying to, you know, you couldn't read fast enough to read what was on there. You were little, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to translate the whole thing to you, but you guys... Man, you were, you really, you didn't get up. You didn't ask to go to the bathroom. You know why? Because you probably had air conditioner inside. And we're like, you know what? We're good in here. We're good in here right now. Let's let's just hang out in the movie theater. It was, and it it was a great movie. And that's one thing that, you know, my mom does at a movie theaters. We don't, you don't go to a movie theater and you don't knock. Even when we we didn't have any money, we always got popcorn. Always. Sometimes we had to bring it in, but we always (laughs) had it. I think we usually bought it. Uh, we've bought some. Yeah, we've brought some popcorn in. <laughs> we bought it. Can't go to a movie without popcorn. Yeah, I experienced that one time as a kid. Me, Debbie, and Sheila, uh-huh. and we were at the movie theater with no money for popcorn, and all we could smell in here with the other You're like, people. This will never happen <laughs> again. <laughs> <It was> never <laughs> happen. Never happen again. So it did not. Oh man. Um, and then so we. Well, okay, so so I was born in South Florida, actually, where we're looking to buy somewhere close where we're looking to buy a house now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly after that, you actually moved to Kansas City when I was a baby. Baby, baby. Mm-hmm. Which, ironically enough, mm-hmm. was like a street over from Miss right. Capra. Yeah. In the same neighborhood, Grandview. Down the street. Down the street. We could walk to each other's houses. You weren't born yet. Well, I was when we were there. No, I was two. No, you were baby, baby. Yeah, you. Were I was born. eighty. You stayed till eighty-five. I don't. I don't think so. No, I'll have to think about it. Okay. We were. We, we were down the street. No, from no, your no. Mo- uh, you're already gone. Gone. No, we were down the street from your mom. I was while I, I was. I might pregnant. have been hanging out with your brother. Because I had Chris in Panama City, Florida. Okay, he was born in eighty-five. Yeah, and we had your two-year-old birthday. He was born in Panama City. He was born in September of eighty-five. Yeah. Right. And I was born in January of 85. I was born in September of 84. Oh, he's older oh, than really? me. Oh, really? You're 82. Yeah, I know. He's 84. Are you sure? You're freaking me out. <laughs> I yes. think he's 85. No, is he's he, not. Is he's he older than me? Yeah. Oh, he's okay. 84. Okay. <laughs> is my sister 85? Yes. Oh, okay, that makes sense. There you All go. Right. Okay. I'm getting old, Mom. She actually might be 86, yeah. actually. Give me some slack. Yeah, she's got to be 86. Yeah, I think she's, she's a little bit farther. Yeah, away. I think she's a year younger than me. There's more separation between yeah, <laughs> yeah, these events. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the way so, I remember. So anyways, we're down the street from, from uh, Neil yeah. um, and the Capras, and then we go back to Florida, and that's when kind of the... We settled there, stayed for a while. That's when I got into advertising, started working at the Channel 13. Okay. And then I, um, after that, I started selling billboards. At Lamar. Yeah. I, can, I remember that. I can still sell billboards. I can still sell advertising. 
don't know. Is, do you think billboards are still a viable marketing? Oh, God, you don't want me to go into it and talk about impressions and how you see them even when you think you don't see them. You know, your subconscious registers. Yes. Really? That's the, that's the sales pitch. It's huh? how many impressions that you get and how many times you've driven by that and it's impressing upon your subconscious mind. Oh, okay. You can't turn well, the channel, can't turn it off. Interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting perspective. I look at them like, this is a waste. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of money. Sure. How many want, times have you looked at it going, this is waste? <laughs> <laughs> Touche. All right. Maybe we knew that Lamar but people. Yeah, she hits me up all the time. Yeah. She <laughs> is relentless. Yeah. That's the way you pay the bills, <laughs> yeah. baby. <laughs> cold calling. Going yeah. in businesses, cold calling. Yeah. So we went everywhere from, like, we went back and forth over the country. Um, moved around, around, all around Florida, really. And then... Um, kind of came back and settled. What was that decision to like really come back to Panama City Beach and go or Panama City and go? Okay, only because Papa got sick. Oh, so that's when Tandy sort of was uh, with the police force in Georgia. Yeah, she was. I a was executive yeah. director of that arts organization, Taos, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, Papa got really sick, and um, you know I could see Taos Mountain from my window. I just yeah, ideal. Um, listen to the fountain. Nick. Papa got sick. We packed it in. She left Georgia, moved to PC. Is that when his, his first heart mm-hmm. situation started happening? Yeah. yeah. And I left New Mexico, and we moved back to Panama City. That was it? That was it. Oh. And then he got better. <laughs> <laughs> For a long time. For a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe he just yeah. needed his grandson. Yeah, I think you know? so. I tell you what, man, he was talking about that you were not, you could not discipline, he could discipline. Yeah, but the look. Uh, I mean, no. He would act like, he could, that belt and those switches were no joke. No, that's why you, you learned to run faster. <laughs> yeah, that's the only time Chris ever beat me in a but foot he race. he wasn't bad at that either. He just meant for you not. I mean, he wasn't bad. Like no, he a, wasn't like an asshole. He wasn't like a whipping, whipping dad. No, 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 no. It, we, if if he pulled that out, it's because Chris and I were like we really bad, it. really bad. Yeah. You probably had done something dangerous. He told you not to do. Yeah, he didn't like us going to the water when we were little without by himself, him. without him. Sure. And we would just go to the water. He all grew the time. up there. How many people you think he saw drown? Our, our kids. Or grabbed by a gator or something. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we lived down there. Playing with snakes and all the other stuff oh, that yeah, he told us not that, to do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boy stuff. Boy, just yeah. boy stuff. Boy he stuff. was a boy there too. Yeah, he, he knew. knew. He knew. <laughs> he knew. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like this place, this, everything here is trying to kill you. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> really is. Um, he was awesome. Yes. Absolutely awesome. Um, side note, did you know that I get, I went to, I think I told you, because I made, the, I actually need to get that back from Nana or from you. I've or, got it. You got it. Mm-hmm. So I, when I went to, uh, I actually had to go to the Army Airborne School, right? Mm-hmm. And I ended up staying in the same company mm-hmm. in the same barracks that he did in what, like the 50s or 60s or something? Um, it would have been early 60s because I went when I was a little girl, like maybe three years old, mm-hmm. to watch him jump out of planes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it, and nothing had changed. Yeah. It was the same barracks, the same everything. It was the same company. So anyways, I took my original jump wings uh, like the army airborne wings and then put them in like a little frame and picture and um, dedicated them to him and he had or 
think he had already, yeah, he had already passed. I'm pretty sure he, I went in 2004 and I think he passed in 2002. So a couple of years after. But anyways, ironic that him and I got to, it was totally different because I was in the Marine Corps, he was in the Army. Um, but it was. Yeah, because you put his flag in there. I was trying to remember yeah, yeah. everything in the box. Yeah. Yeah. So. He was so, so proud of you. And he got to go see you honor grad. Yeah. Walk across the film. Yeah, he got to, got to watch me. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe amazing. it. And, and he was he was pretty he was pretty old at that point. He was pretty He pretty, couldn't drive anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And uh but I remember he got to sh- show up to that. It was it was good. He was a good man. Um worked really hard, did a lot of My army daddy as I called him. 22 years in the army, right? Yeah. And we didn't even find out about all his awards until he had passed. We never talked about him. Yeah, I found um from Vietnam. Yeah, I got a I still have they're actually in the safe so I had to do a records request and he got a bronze star in Vietnam oh yeah during an ambush mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. didn't even know about other it. and other things other yeah. things yeah okay so he was with the 101st and the 82nd in two different times so and he was drafted actually actually drafted in Korea wasn't he or yes Korea. he was in Korea yeah mm-hmm. um he had GED high school dropout you know why uh he was in class, and they told him he had to stand up in front of the class and give a speech. And he said, no, I don't either. And he was in 10th grade, and he got up and walked out and never went back. And I just I was like, Daddy. You know, I was one of the moms, like, Daddy. So, you know, just. Um, so sometimes I see that stubborn streak in you guys, you know, and you and Chris both. We're like, nah. Nah. Not no, going to no, do that. Not going to do it that way. <laughs> do it my way. I'll do it my way. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. There's a lot of stuff in our childhood that when you look at it at the moment, you're like, this is bullshit. And now I look at it at 40, and I'm like, that's the reason why I am. I, and I tell you all the time, I think it's just amazing because, you know, there's millions of single moms in the world. I mean, it is a real thing, right? Lots of people do it. But there are, I could probably count on my hand the number of single moms that I've seen who stick to their dream yeah, the whole time. And like most women will just go get a waitressing job and that's that. Like, well, like, I got to provide for my gotta kids. Got to take care of my kids and I'm going to just do that and that's going to be that and we'll be the end of it. And then when they're done, I'll figure something out. But you stuck with it the whole time and I want to know why and how. I think it was, I think it's something more um, like I couldn't quit. It's not like I had an option. I think if it would have been easy to quit, I would have quit. You know, I I don't think. Um, and you didn't even publish your first book until when? Well, I was, I took time off being a mom and supporting you, so I really. Yeah, but did. yeah, but you went to college. You were a playwright. You did. Uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was the play? The big play that what happened in Pensacola. Mama Jules. Oh man, Mama Jules performed for uh, the people from London at Seaside. She performed for some pretty major people. Yeah, but no, I did a play called Soul Rhythm and Blues that was set during the Depression off of train tracks. I don't yeah. remember that, but Mama Jules and Tales from Mullet Creek. Yeah, so that was a character that people thought was real that I wrote and created. So yeah, that was really. So you, but yeah, that's what she's saying. That's is what like I'm you, saying. you kept going the whole like. Even if it was a side gig, even if it was like you were always doing that also. I'm writing stories. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just writing stories. But no, I didn't publish my first novel until 2003. I was already out. I was already out of the house. 
Yes. I was made. I was. I throw always throw that. I'm like. I'm like. You had to wait until I like moved out and like to finally get a book done to, to Gosh, make to damn, make some money. Nick, why like, we you? were we were poor as <laughs> kids. It wasn't like then, I made a lot of money on that novel, but made more money than we <laughs> we had when we were growing up. Well, it was out, but uh, <laughs> the first novel I was really remember. Papa was really sick. Mm-hmm. You were graduating. And I was telling him I was trying so hard for that novel to be published before he passed away. Graduating boot camp? Yes. Okay. And so I wanted, and of course, you had to go through twice because your injury, you know, you were stuck there. Yeah. Uh, so um, I didn't go twice. I stayed there. I was there for five there. and a half right, months. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, it was it was written. I wrote it while I spent three years writing that novel. So I was writing it while you were in high school. Oh, okay. While you were having like hordes, your posse in the house <laughs> all the time. Uh, but well, you you got to say high school loosely because I only did two years. When you were in that period, yeah, I know. Of yeah, I was writing it. So and then I really went with a publisher that was different than a choice I'd make today because I was in a hurry trying to get it published before Papa died, mm-hmm. and it didn't make it. But I think the cover was designed, and I. You just the pull, contract pull was the signed, yeah. And I got to, he got to see. He said, "This is really going to happen." I said, "Yeah, Daddy, it's really happening." I tell you what, you know how Nana wanted me to be a pharmacist, yeah. yeah. And why did she have that in her head? What was the? It's the it's the um, that that generation and all of them, her sisters, everybody were very like career orientated. Yeah, they but want, why that? Why a pharmacist? Well, oh, she worked uh, for Tandy, Dr. Newberry. Tandy says it was so that she would have drugs. <laughs> <laughs> she would have the inside scoop, and she had my sister become a nurse, and she said that's what her her, her master plan was, <laughs> drugs and medical care <laughs> for herself. So I think... Clever as a fox, that yeah. one. They always said she was clever as a fox. She man. knew it was truly a job that would be in demand and would have good health benefits and would always, you could work in any state. So she was she was trying to be positive. But when I told Dad that I wanted to be a writer when I was in sixth grade, yeah, and he was stationed, of all things, I think he was in Colorado at the time, and... He immediately sent me home a thesaurus and a book on Western art, and he wrote a note and said, I understand writers. Anyone who wants to be a writer needs one of these. And I didn't even know what a thesaurus was at the time. It's just this big book what of a, words. What a badass dad move. Badass dad move. Wow. Yeah. He he, always meanwhile, man is like, me. yeah, sure, get a job. <laughs> he always believed in me as a writer. He was he was great. Nana, it was great too, but she was a hard she was different. ass. She was like the godfather, but the godmother. You know what <laughs> I mean? Big time. Yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah, I know. I was her daughter. I know. Yeah. And I'm like a gypsy, like a traveler, <laughs> like an artistic spirit. You know, so didn't go over well all the all time. All in water. Yeah. But we laughed a lot. She told me one time, I really would have enjoyed you if you hadn't been my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that makes sense. That mom. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, thanks, mom. Yeah. You know, I have all these plans for you. Yeah, it well, should, that was her hard thing. She really wanted me to be everything she didn't have the opportunity to be. I mean, she just yeah. grew up. I mean, I, yeah. I heard the stories of her like picking cotton as a kid, and, like all that. I mean, it's just crazy stuff. Yeah, and and uh, she they grew up real poor. They grew up poor. poor and hard, so yeah. they they just looked at things different. It's not about like chasing your dreams. It was about 
survival. Working, making yeah. money. You get one providing. biscuit a day and the ants got it while you were picking cotton. You remember yeah. that kind of <laughs> yeah. thing, you know? Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, so going back, um, going back. So I, we moved back to Panama City. Papa gets better. Um, this is when, and everybody really likes this part, right? I like to, especially, you know, because I joined the Marine Corps in, in spite of it. But I started to, um, at some point, I started to get in a little bit of trouble. You certainly did. Yeah. And started hanging out with the wrong crowd. That's because they were next door. We moved into a house <laughs> where they were next door. Well, that was the they weren't all the next door. There was one person that was next door. And she was the, she was the key, the magic key <laughs> to all the bad people. She is actually the reason why I got arrested. Both times. I'm sure. No. One time. Both Her name times. was Rachel. Yes, I know. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm trying to name drop on here <laughs> okay. uh, in a negative I way. Yeah. I also have a person named Rachel. I adore who is Rachel O'Neill. So it's oh, not yeah. like it's not a that bad, Rachel. Yeah, it's not a bad name. It's just I remember that girl. No, all yeah. the all the O'Neills have a special place in, yes. in uh, me and my brother's heart. Um, growing up. Yeah, fun times. Yeah. Beach times well, you, and friends. You and, actually yeah. went to school you, with my dad and... Virginia. Um, Virginia. Their like, mom. you guys all grew up together. And, and their dad. Yeah. Yeah. And David. And then yeah. we... And then Chris and I grew up. And with, then when I went back to college at the University of West Florida, they were there. Yeah. And so then we started all hanging out together and going to the beach and... and I thought times. Chris and April were going to be a thing. I thought they were going to marry. So did I. <laughs> I'm still holding out for the possibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I bring uh, it up every once in a while, you know. Well, they're technically both single still. Mm, no, she's not. She's not single? No, but, well, well. <laughs> I mean, off, no. the air, yeah. off the air, off the air. They don't listen, they don't listen no, to this podcast. She's, she's not. But there were moments when she was, and I was like, here's the opportunity. He's she's available. She's, she's available, yeah. Chris. Yeah. He's too lazy to. to, to oh, let's not. He is. Be nice. I'll tell him this. I'll call him right now. I'll put him on. I'll put him on the podium. Lazy is not the word. Your brother is. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't mean he's lazy as a person. He's right. lazy f- when it comes to women. He means he doesn't want to go up he doesn't, for some he, long. He's not going to. He's not going to work for some woman. No, he's not. So no, my so my not. my point stands. Right, ladies and gentlemen, my point stands. <laughs> That's not lazy. One for, <laughs> that is you're comfortable with. Who you are and your lifestyle, <laughs> you know. And anyone who comes along your path. Yeah. <laughs> right. Chris, I love you. Um, but you are lazy when it comes to women. Um, That's different. <laughs> not lazy. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so I, I, I get into, I start getting into some uh, some trouble. Serious trouble. Serious trouble. Like and gang. Got and, worse. Yeah, I got a gang and you know, there's a whole racket of like pawn shops and stealing stuff and things mm-hmm. like that. Anyways, um, ended up with, uh, I think it was just at the time, one felony. But we got busted because of that girl because she wasn't supposed to be on Let's back operations. up and talk about what one of those special nights. Talk about a mother who was involved and trying to do multiple things. One of the things was I got into business with someone to raise the money to open mm. a movie theater. Yes. Awesome. Awesome thing, awesome right? That your thing. mom did. I had to pee. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can keep talking. We'll pick it up no, no, yeah, right we'll there. Well, no, you have to hear this because you got to. You no, gotta, no, gotta, don't cut it. Don't cut it. Well, so I, 
regarding my question earlier, just with like sticking with it and and constantly doing something to with with your dreams, even yeah. though even though you couldn't maybe necessarily write the book and sell it when they were kids or whatever, you never stopped writing, you never stopped hustling that and chasing it and doing things in fields that could maybe get you closer to it. Oh, no, that's true. And even when they were little and I was in Pensacola, and now that we're talking about the O'Neills and my friend Virginia, who had always written and wanted to write too, and somehow we found out about the screenwriting conference in New Orleans, and uh, we both took a trip for that weekend and went to stay with Sufan Law, who is a friend, you know, that we grew up with in high school. Her mother lived in New Orleans. We went to stay with her and went to this. Um, screenwriting conference so you're right which turned out the the screenplay that they were using as an example was called the body and it actually became made as stand by me oh and really yeah they changed the title it was uh stephen king's you that's know, nuts story. yeah so you're you right yeah. you know so that was like okay trying to get into the screenplay writing you know thing and see what will happen and then ended up writing the plays and then and then yeah you make decisions like where am i going to be able to make money and support these kids well, i'll sell advertising you right. know and and still maybe writing short stories or submitting them but not really and then writing a novel, full-length novel, was different than being involved with a theater troupe, you know, so yeah. that was a very more lonely thing. But you're right, I was still going to writers' conferences, you know, during, and making connections. And, it's just like, I, um, I don't think that, that, like, a lot of single moms in this era kind of have that grit to just, like, you just fucking don't let that shit go. Keep doing something in your where you want to go and and look at look at it now. I mean, now you've written all these books and you've you're still doing it. And whereas you could have just said, "Well, I've got kids now." And I wonder if it made a difference because I had a few people in my life like that 6th grade teacher that said you were born to be a writer and had to have. And that stuck so deeply with me. And then my creative writing teachers in high school and my broadcast journalism teacher um and then my playwriting mentor saying, you know, you are this kind of writer. You you are. I only get a few writers in a lifetime that I consider yeah. writers. And you are that person. So, you know, I, I've, I, I have had some voices, yeah. you know, along the way that That's major cause made like, a difference. If you think about it, you fully believed it. Your whole life you fully believed in yourself that you were going to do it. And that one thing, yes. That's, I mean, and that's where he gets it. I feel like, and I tell him all the time, he's like, I'm not like my mom. And I'm like, yeah, you are. <laughs> you are. Because he has that same, like, there is not a doubt in his mind at any time that he is going to be successful and he's going to make it and he's going to get there. And he believes it through and through. And I have since I was a little kid. <laughs> but I think when I say I'm not like her, I don't, I think what I'm, what I focus on a lot is not the entre entrepreneurial aspect of it. Or the success aspect of it is I'm, I, I focus on the, like... The way her brain works. The butterfly. <laughs> you and Chris. You and your brother. Like, Mom, you're such a hippie. And I'm like, I am not a hippie. I was too young to be a hippie. Um, and 
he just thinks that I'm all butterflies and unicorns and rainbows, you know, and yeah, sparkle that's, dust. That's, that's, what I, that's exactly what I'm, <laughs> that's, what like, I, that's what I think about. And then I write these books where people are like gritty and killing people and murdering <laughs> people in the collection of short stories, dark, darker, more dark, a side of dark. Um, so, you know, and also raising all that money to build that theater. Yeah. Um, my God, you know, grant writing, all that up, stuff. Gr- I've got no millions of dollars in grants. That's very serious work. And still, you and your brother, are like, oh, mom's like this little gypsy <laughs> she's flower an girl. She's, yeah. she's, she's an artist. She's, she's in the clouds, a, man. She's in, she's the, in clouds. the clouds. Right, yeah. right. So, the okay. Same thing to me. So, take one, scene one. This was. Okay, back to the movie theater. Yeah, this yeah. was early 90s, 91. I think so. 92? Well, we're, you were about 12 years old when it started. No. Because I started work. You guys let me work there at 11. Okay, so you were about 12 years old. Okay. We're just going <laughs> to yeah, call yeah, it 12? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure you were 11? I thought what? you were 12. No, because I was 11, and that's and then right after that, I was still 11, I think, when you, you let me work at All-American Diner. We lied about my age. No, you were, I think you were 13, mm-hmm. and you were supposed to be 14. Look. I can go. I, you were my twelve sh- years old when you were putting the platter system together, and we, oh, when the when we were building the theater, mm-hmm. and the guys you were doing the projection room, and the guys installing the projector, you were helping them, and they mm-hmm. thought you were such an incredible kid. I really thought you were twelve years old. No, I have to go back and look this up. I'm pretty sure I wasn't because um, if you look at my social security statement or. Yeah. Uh, you know that you get a statement right, once right. a year, Social Security. Right. It goes back to when I was 11 years old. Right. Or 11 or 12. And I was, because I was paying Social Security, which is not even legal in Florida. And we lied about our age. Well, I did too. I mean, I mean yeah. Yeah. That's what I, I, remember, I did, I re- you know, when I was a kid. <laughs> I remember us going there, and we'll go back to the take one single, but I remember us going to that All American Diner. So th- those of you who know Panama City Beach, it's still there, All American Diner. My very first official job. Um, washing tables and I remember the manager or the owner or whatever it was one of the cooks came out and he looked at you he was like you're allowing him to work here and you were like yes <laughs> <laughs> and he's like okay and then I don't know how long I worked there but I probably know. thought at that point it was going to help get you out of some trouble but that was when so here I am doing all the theater stuff you want to talk about the time that I told you guys I had to run to the theater and I'll be right back. Do not leave this house. Oh, yeah. I'm back in like 15 minutes. You guys are missing. Yeah, we're not missing. You were missing to your mama. No. Who, you were not home. There <laughs> was our, no we're, note. We are on our bikes. No, you were not on your bikes. You had decided to just leave and go walk to the theater, which wasn't too far away. But then it got dark, so you went to the fire station. Oh, to get a ride. Yeah. Yeah. From the fireman. We don't know where our mom is. <laughs> Can I get a ride home? Can I get a ride home? Yeah, and man. Here I am looking for you guys, and I turn around. You're on a fire truck with the engines coming, and they're like got the thing on, and they're pulling up in the front yard. They were nice guys. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's like, ma'am, do you know where your kids are? You know, that was a thing then. <laughs> do you know where your children are? Well, I did until they left, you know. So anyways, going back to what made you have this idea of – of creating so just so you guys know this movie theater i think there was dollar movie theaters at the time right there were but nothing like that nothing like this yeah 
So and it wasn't even we weren't a dollar theater. Not we were basically like a, dollar theater. Yeah, but, but it we wasn't a like dollar. A, it was like a low cost. Yeah, if it might have been a couple bucks, but it yeah. was a full bar upscale food. It was so cool. It was very cool, and you we had like a big. We had a separate, a huge projector for like. Uh, I remember the FSU Gator game was there. Oh yeah, we did live. We did the live, live sports, sports and all kinds of stuff. You yeah. know, special events. We did the Rolling Stones concert live. Yep. You know, um, we played Jurassic Park all summer long. I told her about that. I think that the that once it left mainstream theaters. We got it, and it stayed in circulation for like four months. No, it was there all summer, but we we changed the movies based on the time of day. Like mm-hmm. we might, we probably had to interview for an, a vampire at night, or you know, closer to ten, and we had Jurassic Park in the morning, and then people we kept had coming. Forrest Gump during the day, it was always full. Yeah, completely full. And so the really cool thing, because we wanted the the movie screen to be as large as possible, so we didn't graduate the floor. Remember, we had the deck chairs down yeah, front. Yeah, lounge chairs. Yeah, yeah, like you're on a deck of a boat. And then we had director's chairs that were specially made with padding Yeah, that got taller and taller all the way to the back. And people. And then we had the blue blue light with the people, mm-hmm. you know, that would get on stage. I mean, can you imagine that back then? In the, like I mean, it was way before its time because now, you know, the major movie theaters have gone in and, stuff, and they do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But this was way before all that. Oh, yeah. this was we had lou- it was like lay down lounge chairs yeah. with with your uh, table next to you in the front of the theater. And wait staff. Just awesome. And, and wait staff. Yeah. And we did reels um, every week so that the gorilla went over the edge, you know, the, and then, yeah. we, then the next week start we the would movie. start it. Yeah, yeah. Take one, scene one. So it was a lot of fun. It was definitely it had a great gift shop and it had artwork and yeah it was super cool the whole building of it so what what brought you that idea I love movies always well, have of course, yeah. you know it's you been guys big, big part of us uh, part of Still our is. life yeah uh, big Star Trek fan you know yeah. Nana was a Star Trek fan one of the first and so I got to see that's that as wild a kid and that wild for, uh, it doesn't a, seem like no. her thing right. So, yeah, it might have been Captain Kirk always losing his yeah, shirt right. or something, you know. <laughs> um, she she looks like she looked like one of those girls that would have been in. in yeah, with the teased up yeah. hair and the blue yeah. eyeshadow and the boots, yeah. right? Yeah, she would have been in there. But uh, I think she really liked Spock and Dr. McCoy and the chemistry that the three of them had. It, it was a great show. Yeah, it know? was. So we got to be a part of that. And before you became a hooligan, you were a Star Trek trackie. And so, oh damn, we're gonna put that out. there. Oh, still we are. Put that out there. You no, would, not come not, on, come not to on. the level of what tell she's him, about to tell, tell people. No, tell, I'm not saying <laughs> tell the truth. Tell the truth. You were young. I was young. Maybe nine or ten. Uh huh. Yeah. So you had the Trekkie uniform that your mom got you. Yep. And I took you to a convention that night. Yes, you did. Good mom. Did you meet anybody that was in like? I met Gene Roddenberry's wife, who was the uh, nurse. Nurse. Oh, nice. On uh, Next Generation. Yeah, she mm-hmm. signed. I met her and she signed. A, I, I still have it somewhere. She That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was I was stoked. Top of the world. Totally. Oh, my God. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Wore the uniform. I was a kid and I, I wore the uniform there <laughs> with the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah. I asked him the other day. I said, if your son gets really, really into all this stuff, will you go in full superhero suit to the movies with him? And he was like, of course. And Comic-Con, you got to do yeah. Comic-Con? Whatever. I mean, at yeah. that point, like, whatever. Yeah. What does it matter? I don't need to be cool anymore. <laughs> Those days are long gone. Um, 
Anyways, so... So here's one night when you were... No, no, no. How did you come up with the idea? Oh, I can't even... I love movies. That was it? I met this... Yeah, but but it's different than just like, I'm going to... I love movies. I'm going to have a movie theater. Then Vice, that so intricate of a of a of a deal it grew uh it grew i met someone who um the mother went to church with me and said my daughter's coming to town and she's a videographer and i think you guys would like each other because you're into movies and you're a writer yeah and she had won uh like a major prize for covering gorbachev is this your former business partner yes I didn't know any of that. So she, um, yeah, she was an award winner videographer. And, and know. you know, um, so we met and, and it was like we both had that idea at the same time. So it was, it was easy when you have somebody you're working with. You guys seriously work in a partnership, you know, you and Allie. And when you That's have that. work in a partnership. Oh, yeah. So you have that extra energy of two people setting out to right. accomplish something. So we had that, and we tried to go to a bank, bank after bank, to present this idea. Oh, I'm, I'm aware of that process. With a business plan. And they're like, get out of here. And they said, get out of here. I wrote, I tell you what, we went to a venture capitalist firm, and I had written one of the best business plans ever written, and left I felt, it. I felt the same way with my business plan, too. <laughs> I left it in a guy's office accidentally mm. and when i came back and remembered oh my god i left my business plan when i came back he had it all opened up on the floor and all his business plans seeing how he could copy my business plan creatively but he wasn't going to give you any money no what a dirtbag and then i was like you are yeah. so cold busted he goes i am i really am i this is really well written and i was seeing how i could punch mine up. Oh my god! So yeah, but that was a lot of fun for you guys. My god, you got to see so many movies, and you were you learned how to be a projectionist. Kitchen. You got to be did a you, projectionist. Did you find a bank, or did you get private funding? I, wrote, I raised every dollar from um, venture capital, just from people investing. Really, mm-hmm. a lot of presentations, a lot of behind the doors. Here's the dream. Here's the deal. Here's the projections. Here's possibilities. How long were you in it? Well, it took a year to build it, and then I was in the partnership for a little over a year, and then, you know, things kind of, there was a divergence of... Um, events. Events, and and personal goals, and, you know... Personal So, nothing voices. personal or anything like that, but it was a healthier thing for me to walk away yeah. and not be involved, but I absolutely loved it. Be careful. More than anybody did. I, I don't recommend going into business someone you've only known for a day. Uh, this is that was a lesson learned, but it truly was the best of times and the worst of times. I I try to tell people all that too. It's like, you, I mean, you get a business partner, it's more than a marriage. Yeah, totally. Like so that, it was like a big a marriage. Divorce. You can get divorced, and and then it's like it's pretty. I mean, it might be messy, but it's pretty clean. Like you, you know, a business partner that's complicated. It was like a divorce, but also like building this house from the ground up yeah. that you love everything about it and then walking away from that was just heartbreaking for me and then I but I went to work immediately at the cable company because I had to support my kids yeah yeah so. and, that's, and that's really when I started getting in Right well, it's not time. because I left the movie no, theater no, 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 but no, it was just yeah timing. it was just your timing and your association and you know it was the age that you were and um 
Need it. Right before that, I'm going to get her perspective on that. Right before we get into me being a, a, an idiot degenerate. criminal. Degenerate. Um, I was, I think I was behind a year from something. I don't remember exactly why, but I was in sixth grade in Surfside Middle School. And my teacher was Libby Wheeler. And right after that grade, I don't understand how you like did this. She came fr like from another town and picked me up. And she was at the time, or not that time, she was a teacher. But before that, she was like Miss Vernon or whatever. Beauty pageant. Pretty girl. Queen. Yeah. She took me to Club La Vila. At the beach, and we went and hung out and had lunch. He tells the story all the time. He feels like she may have had a crush on him. I think she was trying. She saw you yes. making a dark turn. Yeah, she liked you a lot, and she was trying to get you to turn the other direction. Yeah, and she had talks with you about that. Yeah, yeah. I know, but I remember this one. She had, I mean, she was probably at the time one of the most gorgeous women. I've ever laid eyes on and she took and got in a little bitty bikini and took me out to the beach and completely had and club La Vila for all places. And I'm just sitting there like 11 or 12 years old going, what is happening? Right now? <laughs> I was hoping something would happen. Nothing happened. No, she, that wasn't, it was on her mind. She was married to the, uh, a real big, strong coach. He was the head, head coach guy. of mm -hmm. who was like, who I think he had won a bunch of things like at college bodybuilding things yeah. and stuff. And he yeah. had like, oh, we've was, we've talked about this woman a lot. Yeah, so yeah. I I dug in and she, found her on Facebook. I, she had a, <laughs> she's an old grandma uh, now. She had a lasting impression. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But uh, anyways, it was it was those Well, she probably put on that string bikini and thought, if a day with me in front of La Vila <laughs> doesn't turn him in the right direction, <laughs> I really don't know what would. You know. Other than dragging him into a church in holy water. What did she tell you? She's like, hey, I want to take your son out. Tell me, she and I had conversations. Don't think it was so simple. Oh. You know, it's not like she just <laughs> called and said, I want to take your son on a date. Okay. <laughs> you know, no, it was, we were having conversations about you getting in trouble. It was probably me who reached out to her. Yeah. It's not like she would just out of the blue show up at the house or call well, me. Well, Miss Wheeler. Know? I appreciate you. <laughs> yes. You ever find this? Trust me. The last we talk about you a lot. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that experience. Um, so I remember um, one particular night, you were always trying to check in with me. Now, I have to say this. I don't ever remember in all your getting in trouble having a bad relationship with you personally. No. I got frustrated and was trying to get you out of trouble, right? And, I could very and, easily be a serious criminal gangster because it was a to me it was nothing it wasn't like being a degenerate it was just this thing that i did yeah and then right. i kept talking I, I was still nice to everybody right you know so um you called me to let me know that you were at so-and-so's house and oh yeah you were out by pinnacle port and you were going to be staying and yes his parents were there i mean the whole how thing, old was that do you think 12 i'm guessing 12 yeah Maybe pushing 13, but I think you were 12. No, definitely 12. Because I was cleaned up by the time I was, like, towards the end of 13, 13, 14. So, yeah, you were. Yeah. So. Um, I was clean. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, honey. All right. You hang up. 
I hang up. I get in my car, and I drive down the road, and I go to all the payphone stations, and I'm looking at the phone numbers to see the That's one. That's freaking hardcore. To see the caller ID, and I got the caller ID off the phone and wrote it down, and I went to all the payphones. There was phones. no caller ID. You had to, like, star, star six, six nine. nine. You had to star six nine. Whatever I did. Yeah. And I got the number, and I went to all the pay phones. And when I found the one that was in the neighborhood of, I think his name was Jimmy, and uh, the guy that hung out with Rachel mm -hmm. and lived back up over in that place in those apartments, and I went over there and just busted in the door and didn't even knock. And they were like, <laughs> everybody's freaking. I'm like, get your ass in what the were we car. Doing? Sure, you were just hanging out, smoking pot, whatever, but you were not where you said you were with the people. And you know I didn't want you around her and those people. And you were not where you said you were going to be. And so, yeah, I made you get in the car and leave. But I, yeah, had, see, back I had to then, go searching for you. Yeah, see, back then you could get a, you could get away with some, 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 some sketchy phone stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm over here. If I had kids now, I'd chip them. I mean, that's what he has done. All of the kids well, are chipped sort of. with a cell phone. Sort of. <laughs> Take them to the vet, chip them. <laughs> I'm going to be able to find these. <laughs> yeah. That's I want a locator. I want a locator. But, one, you know, it's a scary world now. It's scary enough back then. But, you know, I was always worried about I wasn't you know. worried about a thing. Okay, no, so then here's a, good, here's a good one because this is a question he gets asked a million times a year. Whenever he had this stuff happen and he got into trouble and he got that felony and he wanted to join the Marine Corps. Mm. We're not there yet. You're not there yet? No, man. We got so much more to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're not there yet. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about the one of the worst things that I've ever done. Worst to my mom. Okay. So I, all this stuff that she's talking about is going on. And then um, I don't think I've ever publicly talked about any of this. I think this is just like private conversations I tell these stories to. So we got busted for an operation um, because that girl, Rachel, was involved. And usually she's not involved. When we did these things, she would not, girls weren't really a part of it. But that one guy that was hooked up with her was like, oh, she'll just like look out or something, be a watch out. Well, the cops, I don't remember the name. Do you remember their names? No, the two detectives. Mm -mm. Um, the I think they're both done. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, dang. Um, they weren't very good people. I know. They were, did some a lot of legal stuff. I know. Yeah. So, um, anyways, so they caught her on camera at a grocery store buying something. And then, so they pinged her first and then, um, and then interrogated her. And of course, she was like singing like a bird. And apparently, everybody did except me. So, oh, I knew that too. You did? I knew that when the detectives hauled me in and they said, he's not talking. And I said, he's not going to talk. And they're like, well, he needs to talk. And I said, you don't understand. All those other people talking, they're the ones that would give away government secrets. The guy that's not talking is the one who won't give away government secrets when he's being tortured. <laughs> now, who would you rather have on your side? But they didn't like that. <laughs> line of reasoning i didn't know that i didn't even know you had a conversation with him yeah so anyways um so Have I got, to, you can't bring somebody's kid in for questioning well that so that was where how they broke the law so they did oh my god they brought yeah. everybody's kid in yeah without without talking to the and parents. they all saying mm -hmm. yeah without no parent involved oh, no, no lawyer they arrested him god. they took him away from school they, yeah they came and i didn't the even know 
Yeah, oh. they came into the classroom and ar- and put handcuffs. I mean, that's illegal. Yeah, they put handcuffs on me in the classroom and then walked me out of the school twice. First time. Second time it stuck. First time I got released, I think, from the police. Second time I went, that's when I got went to juvie. Oh so um, anyways, so they did all that. I didn't talk. I got hit with, they threw the book at me. Yep. Completely. Um, I got the, the, I think it's the, I guess the second time I went to juvie mm-hmm. was the same. T- I told you this, right? Yeah. The same day that Papa was going in for triple bypass surgery, heart surgery. Quadruple bypass. Quadruple bypass surgery. So my mom's dad is going in for heart surgery and her son is getting locked up in juvie. What a little shit. What a little shit, man. I'm sorry. It was a bad day. <laughs> it was a, it's well, a really but, freaking yeah. bad day, man. That's when your How dad you, needs to beat your ass. That's when you get your whoopings. Well, yeah. Yeah. It was timing. It was the way it went down. How did you how did you find out that I got arrested and was thrown thrown in juvie? Uh I left the operating room when he got out of recovery, when he he was on step down. Uh-huh. But he had just gotten out of surgery. And then I was leaving the hospital pretty wiped out from that. And my beeper went off because that was back in beeper days. Yeah. And it was the police station calling. Okay. I think to tell me that you were going to juvie. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was rough. And then, and then to make it worse, while I'm in there, I'll never forget this. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a little shit I was, oh man. My God. I was such a little shit. So visitation i don't remember what day it was but i got it was the weekend because i couldn't get you out i couldn't get a lawyer i wouldn't get anything and they said nope he's in for the weekend can't do anything till monday or whatever so you came and visited me on the weekend somehow i got in there to visit you yeah okay so she comes and visits me and um i I don't know i was stupid i was stupid I, i i was like rubbing my arms and she saw that I had gotten a prison tat. Over the weekend, you were there one day and you got a tattoo. Oh, I was long there longer than that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was. There, I don't know how. I don't remember how long, but I was there longer than that. So it it was there a couple of days, and and then I got a tattoo, and then she visited me. And um, anyway, so one of the guys and the tattoo that I got was a gang the tat- gang symbol. The gang symbol for the gang that I was. Oh in. boy, the Irish shenanigans. <laughs> Stop, babe. Anyways, so stop name dropping. Oh, sorry, sorry. Try sorry. to get me in trouble. They're gonna come for you, They're babe. You better for, just go yeah. ahead and represent. Yeah. She just said that because I'm drinking Guinness. Uh, yeah. We we're just talking about having oh, friends okay, in okay. Ireland. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah. So, and I remember all these different moms in there, Aww. and then you, she went off on me, not quietly, like publicly, <laughs> went off, like you fucking stupid. I can't believe this, blah, 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 blah. And all the other moms were like, get him. (laughs) Tell him. Tell him. Get his, beat his ass. Just kind of pushed it over the line right there. (laughs) Just pushed it over the line. I was crying that whole weekend. Couldn't wait to get to you. You know, still dealing with Papa, being yeah. in recovery. Probably worried to death thinking you are in hurt. And then I come in here and you got that, you know, so, yeah. That was crazy, man. People were trying to fight me, kill me. It was wild. God. And I remember a night that you snuck out the window. Oh, shit. Was that, that's before I got all that, right? 
Or was, it was, was right in the middle of all of it. It yeah. was before. Yeah, before I got arrested. But you left me a note. Mom, don't worry about me. I left a note? For me. Mom, don't worry about me. I'm going to see my friend, something, something. When you I jumped know. out the window? Yeah, yeah. See, I was always curious. Courteous. Well, that's what I mean. Our relationship generally in the middle of all that was still good. I imagine a lot of moms would have just gone. Get out of here. Go stay at your dad's. Definitely. Yeah. Your, your dad offered to take you and assist you with jerking that earring out of your ear and help, yeah. helping you at that time. I remember life. I was never, I've probably never, I going to juvie, going to county, all the places that I've been, the boot camp one, like I had to do a, I had to do a stint in like the, yeah, boot, you did camp. the boot camp thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is ironic because that didn't do anything. For right. Me. right <laughs> it didn't right. do anything. You yelled at me and I was like, okay, this is not, right. not doing anything for me. Um, and, uh, but I snuck out and we did, we, we did a, a, a thing, you know, an illegal activity. And then, uh, and then I came home mm-hmm. and like a boss, babe, I just walked through the front door, yeah. snuck out the window. <laughs> when I came home, I was like, I'm walking through the front door. Whatevs. Whatevs. What are you going to do? I'm hard now. Yeah. And, uh, who's sitting there? My father. <laughs> yeah. Who does not live in that town. About two or three in the morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't he say he parked down the road so you wouldn't he see did. his car? Oh, yeah. he was slick, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. He knows he the game. What do you think I get some of this stuff yeah. from? Yeah. He knows the deal. Yeah. And uh and he was sitting right there, um with my step with Kathy was there too, right? Yeah. Yes. And uh and I was like, Oh shit. That, that 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 meme, you know, it's like yeah. and that's the moment when he knew <laughs> he had he, fucked up. He fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> And I went to bed and closed the door and let you have a chat. I'm like, all right. He, I was never, uh, he, I legitimately thought he was going to physically beat the living shit out of me. Yeah. But he did not. No, he didn't. But I was literally, I was like, yeah, he tried. Yeah, he's like, he's going to kill me now. I'm like, this is it. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm, absolutely, I'm dead. Um. But I don't remember how we left it, but that was that was it. But after that, I think shortly after that is when I got thrown in. It, that's when everything kind of blew up, and I thought I got thrown in jail and got charged with a. You asked why we moved. You know, then I tried to move to put you in a different school. Yeah, well, because like, yeah, I got kicked out. Right. Um, and expelled then, from Surfside. Yeah, because yes. obviously for obvious, yes. for obvious reasons. Yeah. And then the next one wouldn't take me. So you had to go to a like a third county or third not county third district over, right? Yeah, and, and talk them into letting you in. And then I fucked that up too. And I even got you on the wrestling team. <laughs> yes, I tell them all the time. I got on the wrestling team, but I didn't have the grades, so I couldn't compete. And you were great. Uh, I was not great. Okay, you were. I tried hard. You were doing something. I was doing <laughs> you were in school. No, mom, I was not good. I remember. So the coach, the coach was great, and this is the whole problem that I have with schools, is they they do this stuff off. I needed, I needed, to be in that. I needed to be in wrestling, but I didn't have the grades to do it. That's true. And they and, wouldn't let you compete. And it wouldn't let me compete. The only time they would let me compete is if they had a heavyweight. That didn't have somebody to compete against. How much do you think I weighed back then? One thirty-five. Oh, not very much at all. Yeah. So it was like it was like me going up against Joaquin. <laughs> yeah. Which that's kind of how that's kind of how that works sometimes. 
And so anyways, and I remember I, if you take, if you look at the, if you look at that year's wrestling photo of the team, and then if, if you take, could take that photo and zoom out, you would see me sitting on the side outside of the thing. But anyways, the, the, I tried really hard. The guy was, um, the guy was a great, he was a science teacher and I actually really liked him, the coach. Um, but the whole system that you have to like, I know th those kids need that more so than they need to know whatever the Algebra. shit that they're molten yeah. rock is magma. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's my point is I needed that more so than anything else. Anyways. Um, but then I got in trouble there too. I had a, um, I got, in, you made a friend, I made a couple friends and made some bad decisions and, and I was on probation at the time. You were on probation and, and yeah. And then I got in trouble. So when you again. wonder about my writing <laughs> and, you know, that it might have just sort of been on the back burner for a, a while few there. Years. Yeah, yeah, a few years. Thanks. I Thanks, definitely Mike. wasn't getting a lot of writing done. But, you know, my son's alive and I never sent you to live anywhere else. I didn't send you and put you in some kind of no. strange Florida boot camp. It, it clicked. It, I, after, yeah. after getting arrested, honestly, I think it was having to go to county. When Juvie was full, I don't know if you remember that. And I saw the adults and I was like, oh, don't want to be here. <laughs> I was like, shit, this is not as cool as I thought it was. <laughs> different. So different here. Yeah. A different vibe. Yeah. Different yeah. vibe. And I was like, okay. These guys stink. Now, then, honestly, you also started going to church. And who was the youth pastor? Jack. Who well, was amazing. Well, you got me to do, because I had to do like a freaking, I don't know, a year or so of community service. Yes. And so wait, is this all leading up to the military thing? Uh, no, this is oh. still before. So why did you just community service just to for your penance kind of a thing? Yeah, they okay. I, I, they charged me with. Yeah. It was monetary and community service yeah. for a, a quite a long time. Yeah. But she worked out a deal with this uh, with this pastor that I would base like sweet floors and do whatever he needed me to do, and that would be my community service. Yeah. So every day after school, we would go all the way back to the beach. And then I would basically work at this church for however long. And that's when that's when I met Vernon Lewis and Shannon. Changed <laughs> and your life. All the girls, all the little church girls. But like, you like started yourself. doing sound. And that was not that was not initially though. That you didn't do that first? No, they, they were I was like You had to work your way up. Yeah, I was sweeping the stairwell and Jack was that. the man. Yeah. And that's really where the positive influence and they started hanging out with me. You know, you did the same yeah. thing. Oh yeah. You could call the No, literally my dad was the guy that was like, Yep, sign your kids up, I'll sign their paper, I'll give and them something you, to do in uh community service crew. And all the church girls do yep. the whole thing. And like, we were like, Come to youth group. <laughs> <laughs> Sit by me. But yeah. you couldn't be was, around anybody cooler than Vernon. No, not at no. all. No. And uh and I owe I owe a lot to that dude. Um Vernon Lewis, he he unfortunately passed, but uh if you look, if, if you just Google Vernon Lewis's name, hopefully some some good videos and music will come up. Exceptional. And, um, human the, being. One of the most amazing um, human beings I've ever I've ever had the pleasure of knowing, and I honestly apply all my life to him. Um, but he was actually uh, the stuntman for uh, Idis Elbra. So when you see Idis Elbra in the original Thor or Avengers, <laughs> it's actually Vernon Lewis. That's awesome. It was just they CGI'd. Um, or replaced his face and his voice. Mm -hmm. So that was it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
exceptional in every way. So it did, and then things turn. Yeah. You know, I mean, you might have had a few bumps in the road, and that's when I got real serious. You certainly headstrong, but when you got involved with the sound and the music, and that was such a love. Yeah. You know that 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 was a way out. I think that's really cool and super important. Like we talk about it all the time, but that's what he does now is he works with on Mondays and Wednesdays. You know, he takes, even though it's our time with our crew, you know, like he takes the time and he goes up and he teaches jujitsu to teenagers. And there's quite a few kids there that are like, you know, don't have a dad, don't have a ton of anger, ton yeah. of aggression, don't yeah. know where to put it. And it's cool because there's people, somebody got him to this point jujitsu gym right who knows how they paid for it who knows how they're but nick's there yeah. <laughs> to like smash with them roll around talk to them encourage them and like literally i don't i don't feel like people fully grasp like that little moment of doing something like that can change a kid forever absolutely and the way he talks about burnout i mean still all the time this little tiny chunk of time that he spent and you getting him there and this whole thing happened in this connection like has changed his life forever. It's just nuts. It's crazy. It makes you think about, okay, we all need to be like connecting with young people in some way. You know, I really feel sorry. That's not the wrong, that's the wrong way to say it. But as you're talking about single moms and working, I worked a lot in sales and outside sales. So it gave me the freedom to go run to the school and get him and run and drop him off there and go back and make sale calls and keep working and keep working. But moms who are teachers or working in banks or whatever who didn't have the freedom or the support network to do that yeah, would not have been able to, um, you know, to facilitate being able to do the things I was able to do with him yeah. a, a lot of times, you know. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, are you ready to tell the Marine Corps story? Because no. this, this is what everybody wants to know, babe. You know they are. So, um, yeah, I guess we can skip to that. Nothing, everything else. That's just when I, honestly, it's it's kind of crazy because that's when I really got to, once I got straightened up, I feel like my, I don't know, who I, who I was becoming or who I was going to become kicked in, like almost immediately. Well, some of those same principles were there. I mean, it's like I started. I remember started. I started working hard. It's at, like at using things. the force for yeah. good or for evil. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's you know. my energy went into more of a positive way, yes. and it was like I'm going to build something for my life. Yeah, and and it was it really was it, it almost to where, and that's the reason why I didn't stay in school was it was. It was too much time. I got to go faster. Yeah. It's too slow, and I'm going faster than this thing is going. So I, it doesn't work for me anymore. Sorry, your your system doesn't work, so I'm out. Right. What did you think when I said when I basically was like, I'm done with school at 10th grade, after 10th grade? I think it was kind of like, okay. I, mean, I just went to got my GED. I might have said, are you sure? You know, you thought about this. You don't want to do this thing. And you were like... Because I moved out shortly after that, right? Yeah, you moved out when you were 17. And, you know, you thought I was going to pitch a fit. You didn't. I didn't. No. I saw that coming. Did you? Yeah. You know, I mean, I and you were mature enough that I knew it it wasn't like you were going to be homeless in New York. You were, you know, in town. I had a plan. You were in town. 
if you were sick or didn't answer the phone, which you were one time, and I'm like, eh, I think I better go out and check on him, you know? And you found me almost de- dead in that chair? High fever. <laughs> Bad Aww. sick. Did yeah. I tell you about that? Yeah, sure. She told me that story. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, mom's got to go check. I got, the, yeah, I got the flu, and uh, I was, I was. When on, you get a high fever, you, it's too, you're gone. I'm, yeah, you're it's gone. too gone. Yeah. Too high. So you brought me home. It's too high for you to know. I, I, I got to get up. I got to call I somebody. I didn't have a phone. No, I don't think you did at no, the time. No, I didn't have yeah, a phone. Right. That's when cell phones were, <laughs> were not a thing yet. We yeah. had pagers if yeah. you were yeah. like a yeah. drug dealer. I, don't, I didn't have a. La- I don't think I had a landline in my house. <laughs> cell phones were this big. They yeah. were like bag phones, literally, that people put in the car. Did I have a them. phone in that house? I don't remember. I don't think I did. For whatever reason, you know, I got the spidey sense, mommy sense going off like, oh, I think I better take a drive. So, yeah. Yeah, you brought me home. Yeah, your brother and I were very sad, though. I mean, I was like, okay with you moving out. But I remember your brother and I sitting there at the table, probably eating spaghetti. But there was just this. <laughs> it was just <laughs> horrible. We were so sad. We really were, man. I do feel bad because at that time when I started, I, I left. my bro- Me and my brother were like, we were, it's like an 80s movie, Sandlot like totally um stand by me situation so i always knew you guys had each other that was part of the but then okay i know they're together but you know once that kind of started happening i really just left him you did well you hit puberty before he did you suddenly grew three or four inches over the summer one year literally um yeah the scars to prove it i know yeah and and grew super fat took you for the the doctor for that too did you really yes yes you sure he's okay (laughs) he doesn't have elephantitis yes (laughs) well when i was born didn't they say that i had or when i was giant syndrome giant syndrome or something no that was that doctor and i'm not going to talk about that okay (laughs) he was just jealous so um you know i don't think he was very uh, large man but uh so (laughs) you know i um it, it was really tough for your brother, and he went through his own trouble, trouble, yeah, trouble. When you went through that trouble because you left him, you were suddenly gone. So it he, was, yeah, it was he, very he difficult. Went from, he went from basically having a having best me, friend. having a best friend to being alone for yeah. years. And yeah. you being in trouble and me spending all that time trying to get you out of trouble. Yeah. You know, you were the focus. And he was like, great, Nick again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Nick's world. It's Nick's all world. Nick's world. Sorry, yeah. Chris. But. You know, you can make it up to him. So anyways, um, yeah, that's that's kind of what happened. And I've, I've talked about this before um, on other interviews. But um, I got, you know, I had the house on the beach. Everything was kind of going. I was making ridiculous money. Do you remember all the money? Is that I, when you were working at Bay Point? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was probably making more than you. Uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that money now. I was, I was like, making ridiculous amount of money. And I was working two jobs. So I was at, from and you were six, 17 or? 17. 17. Six, uh, I think I started 16, 16, 17. But that's one of the reasons why legally I didn't go back. Legally making all that money. Yeah, legally. Yeah. I wasn't going to. Um, it was time to go back to school for my 11th grade. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I can't do this. Like I'm gonna lose like eight thousand or four thousand dollars a week or something like that. I'm like, you're just making crazy money. Yeah. So from six a.m. to two, I was I was working as an audio visual tech for the conference center, um, and then from I would take a break from two to two thirty, eat lunch there at Bay Bay Point, 
Uh, they had the greatest fries and club sandwiches. That's what I would have. Um, big shocker there, right, babe? Um, and then uh, from two thirty to like ten, I was a I was the bellman where they and you were hustling. Oh man, you I were working. It. I had cards. Yes. Yeah. You were working it. Yeah. I was people's personal concierge service. And that's where, like, one of the Shaws of somewhere came. I mean, that's where all the very, very, very wealthy people came. Yeah. And I so, mean, your tip was like a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At a time. Yeah, because you had a lot of hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was making uh, collectively. I was making like four grand a week as a seventeen year old. Why you still wanted to go in the military making that kind of money that you? Well, did. I'm gonna tell you. Okay, well, it's so, a good question you have. It's a there. great question there you got there. I'll tell you. So I, I all that was going on, and you know, if anybody knows about Panama City, at least during that time, um, I looked around and I had like this vision of like 10, 20, 30 years later, doing the same shit, and maybe that my mother's spirit was in me, but I panicked. I absolutely panicked and I was like, oh shit, this is going to be my life. This is it. I'm 17 and I've peaked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's ridiculous to say, but you know what I mean? Like, I know. I'm There's like, not a lot of opportunity there unless you're... Now, would I have done well if I stayed? Sure. I would have leveled up and done well and I would have been, you know, a Panama... Maybe gotten your real estate license yeah, exactly. or started a media yeah. company or something. I, I would have yeah. been a Panama City Beach tycoon. Yeah. You know, 100%. I was yeah. on track. Yeah. But I was like, there has to be more. And growing up, moving all over the United States and doing what we did, I just, I panicked. I, and I was like, I don't, I, this can't be it for me. You know, and before Shannon and I broke up, I'm like, we were together and we were talking about being more serious. And I was like, that, now what? I'm just going to be. Ratch up the panic. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to reach. I'm going to be a Panama City person now and just. Mm -hmm live here and married this is what kids. married kids and make money and this is my life and so I, I i i call it i hit the nuclear option i just blew it all up um you know quit the jobs moved out of my house moved in with my grandmother and it, so anyways before i did all that i went to the recruiter and said hey i'm gonna join the military that was my option i was like well i'm gonna get out of here i'm gonna go do i'm gonna go live a life of adventure i'm gonna go travel and see the world and all the stuff that they, you know, will pay you to travel. It's a life of adventure, all the stuff they sell you on. And, uh, but then they told me, no, they, the recruiter's like, no, I'm not. You're, you're a felon. You're a dropout. You're a druggie. You're, in a, you were in a gang. You like, you have a whole long rap sheet. There's a million things that, um, you put me on medicine at one point. I was trying, but you know what? Uh, no, I'm not judging. I'm just saying that was another roadblock. It was a kind of Ritalin. Well, Butrin or something like that. Which is a kind of... Which made me like super violent. And I angry. remember I remember the moment in the car. And you only took them for like two days. Mm -hmm. And I remember you putting your hands on the dash of the car and going, Mom, whatever this is just makes me really angry. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, that's how <laughs> we tried that. I but, feel it in my hands. Yeah. So. I, mean, I, I didn't go, well, let's just try it for a couple of weeks. Son, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, so, right, done. Um, but because of that, that was another roadblock because anytime you get on any sort of, I guess at the time, I don't know if it's still an, an ADHD medication. I they had have to, to go tell, I remember going to tell them it was me. It was the wrong medicine. It's yeah. my fault. Yeah. So, 
um, which now is crazy. They push that stuff on kids like it's like Tic Tacs. I know. But, kids um, like, man, I, I have a lot of energy. And they're like, ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> Medicate that kid. <laughs> He's too uh, hyper. Um, anyway, Occasionally, so, there are children who need it. I don't, I don't believe that. I personally, that's my opinion, okay. Mom. Okay. My opinion. Okay. I think it could be diet fixed. Diet and exercise. It, diet and exercise and focused and things like counseling, that. Counseling. Okay. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, that was so all Roblox. So they told me no and they told me all the reasons why. And anyways, um, then I, that was, I, that became my mission. I was like, oh yeah, motherfucker, watch this shit. And then two, two, two years later. But yeah, that, that's why I nuked but everything. But you made sacrifices. I'm, I sacrificed my entire life. And, and well, and I so moved, I moved in with my grandmother. I want to hear from her hold first on. perspective too. Hold on, I gave up my. Hold on, I moved in with my grandmother. I gave up those jobs. I gave up my house, um, and then and and end up going back to the movie theater as a projectionist. Um, not that movie theater. Not a different, that, movie a different one, which is not there either. No, the hurricane took it out. Uh, Michael took it out. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, the Regency. I worked. I was the head projectionist for their make it. And it was so easy. I think it was so easy, but I was making like, I want to say four seventy five an hour. So I went to making four grand a week to four seventy five <laughs> an hour. I remember getting my first check and was like, "What the hell is the point? Yeah. What am I supposed to do with what this? What am I supposed to do with this? You it's know, a tip it, for showing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, and then ended up going to college and everything, and or for a semester to to do some things. But yeah, anyways, her, your point of view. And what did you have to do to to get? You ask her the questions. Okay, well, I want to know one your point of view of how this all went down, and then two, because I do know that you had to have some input with the recruiter, and he had some homework for you to get Nick to do, and all this because yeah. Nick tells the story. He says my mom talked to the guy, and they worked it out. So I don't, I want to know what that was. <laughs> I talked to the guy, <laughs> talked to a lot of guys. He had a nice recruiter. Um, we talked a lot. I guess we just had to keep going back and forth. I'm going, now he's done this. He's really serious. Now he's done this. Now he's doing this. So, you know, I I, I don't remember. It's not like we had a secret deal on the side or anything. <laughs> checklist. He just gave you checklist. a checklist. Um, I almost remember his name, but I remember being in the office. I remember you and I going to see Yep. I remember you and I going to see him together, mm-hmm. like frequently. Do you remember Michael Klein? Who was that? Uh, so you had Herrera was the, the big uh, muscled Hispanic guy. And then there was a, a, was a smaller, smaller white guy who um, with a little funny mustache. He's actually in the area. I need to bring him on the podcast. That would be an interesting podcast. He's a white guy? Yeah, Michael Klein. It was with two recruiters. I think it was Derek Herrera. Herrera and then... And then I Michael thought your Klein. recruiter was a black man. That's Herrera. He was Hispanic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think maybe Dominican. Yeah, that's there. Most Dominicans are Hispanic. They they are darker. They're yeah. a little bit. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, he was very nice. He's very the only nice. one I remember though. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it was just a process, you know. I knew he had his mind made up, and I remember um, one time when you had a psych psych test that you had to take. And retake? Yeah. And I remember taking that trip with you and you and I stopping and having lunch on the way back and talking. And um, I that being a serious... It was the stupidest psych test ever. I know. It was a serious conversation. A serious was, conversation was, you and I had. I was so upset. Yeah. 
he was trying to judge my mental stability. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he told me was, uh, what do you say? Count back by sevens. I can't do that. Start at a hundred and count back by seven. And this, I failed. And this is what he was trying to judge my mental stability off of. I was furious. What the heck? I was, yeah. Anyways. Well, you got over that hurdle. Yeah. But my mom, I did, I had to get a hundred letters of, of, letters of recommendation i mean i had a stack how did you do this how did i do it how did you she go get a hundred me. yes i mean how did you go and get a hundred letters for i mean your every son? every person that i ever worked with from the time that i was in trouble after in trouble to i don't know she, <laughs> she, she like knocking on doors cold she calling. wrote she wrote her letter very good letter thank you yeah. did you save it yeah i've got them all it's cool. in the it's on an envelope at the house. Oh. My whole like entry thing, all my waivers and everything. Isn't that yeah. great? Okay. So that that's like the perspective of what she remembers. Okay. But uh-huh. this is you're the mom. Nine eleven hadn't kicked off yet. So you're totally amped for him getting into the military at this time. No, totally amped. Just just going along with his plan. Because he's serious. Yeah. For the first time. My dad said that it was hard and I wouldn't make it. And then you were like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I always told you to make it. But I remember him being in boot camp and me going, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Because he had asthma so bad when he was a little kid. And I'm like, oh no, they're going to put him in that room where he has to breathe stuff. Oh no, they're going to make him run really hard. Oh no. You know, so I, I tried to be really strong in front of him. And then I was just such a, you know, that's where the daisy part of mom, you know, oh, mom, mom. So my boys are my weakness. That's and so sure. and so then when did Chris say, hey, I want to join the military as well? It was years later. That was while his brother was deployed. And I was yelling, put the recruiter on the phone. And he said, I don't have to, Mom. He can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I was, I was, I was saying. Actually, I was actually in Iraq in yes. combat. At the so we'd already, 9-11 had already happened. Oh, and yeah. Chris was oh, like, sure. I want to go too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he was gone. He was already gone. He he joined while his brother was deployed. Yeah. So this leads me to my next question because it kind of leads into your big national best-selling book. What did you do? See how she did that? <laughs> what did you do? That See was how- a smart pivot. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what she does. I wrote a book that I never gonna, planned on. We're going to sell some on. fucking books here, I ladies and gentlemen. I never planned on writing this kind of book. I wrote novels, and... I was determined because you then you were home. Mm-hmm. You had come home from being deployed. But was this your first deployment, or do you remember which? No, no, no. no. When this she wasn't wrote the, his first. No, no, no. When no. she wrote this book, it was when we were both deployed at simultaneously. The same time. Okay. That's the problem. So yeah. they. Chris he, was in Iraq. He was, I was home. In, I was in Afghanistan. And I'm like, thank God he made it home. He made it home. He made it home. It was a miserable year for me. I quit living. I just quit breathing. I remember going to see a movie with Chris, and it was uh, Stranger Than Fiction. And the movie's about to start. You know how much I love movies. It goes dark, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, what if my son's under fire and I'm in a movie theater? What if he needs me and I'm right here? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call my mom is what I need. <laughs> you know, what if he's calling my name right now and I'm watching a movie? This is just fucking great, you know? So it, it was just... A year that I didn't live. He comes home and I'm like, oh, thank God he's home. Oh, wait. You know, now his brother has joined and gone through boot camp and graduated. Oh, now they're deploying Nick again. Oh, now they're deploying Chris. 
oh, now they're deploying them both the first week of the year? And I started saying, they can't do that. You're my only children, my only two sons. I She's s- like, she like went back to World War II. She's I like, said, I don't think I this s- is legal. I said, draft. I yeah. said, I saw Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> They can't do this. And I'm like, Mom, it's just a movie. It's, I'm like, no, it's Tom Hanks. And it's like, you know, no, they can't do this. And then I became obsessed with the family getting together mm-hmm. and being able to see you guys together and see you alive for perhaps the last time or alive together for the last time. So I made you those really wonderful little books that I focused mm-hmm. on uh, making. And what is this books? I don't know about it. The picture books. Picture books. Oh, photo you've books. seen them. They're at the oh, house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So one for each of them, all their little memories and yeah. things and trouble they got into. And we go to this little um, ski resort in the Blue Mountains, which is really unusual for a family who never had a lot of money. We never went on a ski vacation. This wasn't part of our life, but by God, this we were at this little tiny, you know, podunk, probably little place in the Blue Ridge. But family was coming from everywhere, from the North house Carolina, wasn't. Florida. No, and beautiful place, you know, fireplace and all that. So as I was packing for this trip, I was in the kitchen and I had this idea. It was like New Year's resolution, say a prayer for a stranger every day. And I thought, that's a really good idea. Somebody should do that. I'm not doing that because I'm not praying for anybody <laughs> but my boys to come home alive. But we end up going to this Blue Ridge little place, and they decided because I ski like Lucy Ricardo and <laughs> my cousin Deb and I, we shut down Taos Mountain. Mm-hmm. They that we shut. I remember we shut yeah. them down because we. They had to get them. We crashed, <laughs> jumping off the ski resort, and then all the people piled on us, and they had to shut the lift down, and they, the emergency people came and made us go down and take our skis off. So they made me sit down and just be Checkpoint Charlie, and they would come by and say, we're having a great time. Now we're going to go snowboarding. Now we're skiing. Now we're doing this and that. Finally, someone comes to relieve me to go to the restroom. I go to the restroom, and... There's this little boy with blue shoes in the stall next to me, and I hear this crack like his head just got hit up against the stall, and he says, that's why I don't like you. And the woman says, I don't care. I don't like you either. And another woman in the bathroom goes, is there a problem in there, ma'am? And she goes, yeah, there's a problem. He's the problem. He's the cause of everything bad. And this kid's like three years old, just his little blue shoes. And I'm like, I'm getting up and open the door. <laughs> I'm like, I'm taking that kid. I don't care. I'm going to kill this bitch. Uh, you're not walking out with this kid. I go out. They're gone. They're nowhere. i not washing hands. Nowhere. I go running through the entire place looking for those blue shoes. I went to where you rent skis. I went to the snack bar. I went everywhere. I never saw them. And that night I was crying and it was almost midnight and we were watching the ball fall. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that kid's out there somewhere in trouble and there's nothing I can do for him. And someone said, oh, it seems like you found your stranger for the day. And I'm like, I'm not even sure I'm doing that. (laughs) And it's not even the first of the year. And right then I heard 10, 9, 8 behind me. And I really just said, all right, God, you've got me for one year. I'm going to do this. I'm going to... Say a prayer for a stranger every day in a very Episcopal way, not talking to anybody. I never planned to talk to anybody. Yeah. Not like I want to go up and lay hands on you, but just I'm going to, 
I just I read this book and I read it when I was really just getting to know him mm-hmm. um, and you, you know, simultaneously. But the the biggest thing to me that was just so freaking cool, because it's the one thing I feel like everybody needs to think about is like, yes, we've all got shit we're going through. Right. We all do. But it's like you took this outside third window, third wall to life for a little bit to say, OK, my kids are obviously in the worst way. Mm hmm. And if I think about them, I'll lose it, right? Constantly. That wasn't my day. I was being faithful to what I felt like God was calling me to do. And I'm I'm very, yes, I drink one Piscopean. You know, I cuss like a sailor, you know, so I'm not churchified, even though I'm a strong believer. And I never planned to talk to anybody. But what got me was uh, Granny Nanny was dog sitting, and she wanted to ride the bus home and sit behind the driver. And I begged her, "Let me just see fly. Let me." She wouldn't sit behind them. Just my best friend, you know. My anyway. So uh, I I put her behind the driver and literally was crying. And don't let her off the bus. Don't lose her. Don't she smokes all the time. Don't lose her. Don't leave her in the bathroom. Don't let her talk to anybody weird. Don't let him sit next to her literally crying and i'm like i am never going to do that again i'm never letting her ride the bus again of course she was fine but i had seen this lady in the bus station and i felt like i had to go back in and tell her look i do this thing i pray for a stranger every day and today you're my person i just felt like i had to tell her it's like this is just crazy so i go back in there and i'm trying to figure out how to walk up to her and i finally go ma'am do you mind if i ask your name and she told me and then i said Look, I do this thing every day where I pray for a stranger every day, and I just want to let you know you're my person, and that's it. I'm going to pray, say a prayer for you tonight, and that's it. I'm backing off, you know, doing this kind of ninja hit. And she goes, honey, do you know I was just praying for other people this morning, and I stopped and asked God, is there anybody in the whole world praying for me? And I thought that was the biggest divine setup that I had ever heard of in my life. And I... Just said, it looks like I am. So I started going up to people doing exactly that. And they would always say to me, funny you should choose me today because, or you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. Ella, remember when Ella was wearing shoes and I always wanted her to get tennis shoes that tied and she just wore like flip-flop shoes. Mm -hmm. So I was determined I was going to get her a new pair of shoes and took her shoe shopping. And then we went to a really nice little upscale taco place where you go through and you order your food and then they break so the girls 18 year old really young beautiful girl you know oh i recommend this and no no and i said oh i do this thing where i pray for a stranger every day and today you're my person she started choking choke like choking and she started crying and she couldn't talk and then the manager's going what did that woman say to you and then she got so upset, I started crying. And Ella, you know how Ella is? And she goes, is that your person for today? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> rolling, her, yeah. rolling her eyes, very unmoved, you know? Yeah, of course. So, um, but the the girl came out after she had to get pulled off the line. And she came out after she was able to catch her breath and said, you just don't know how much that meant to me. That's awesome. So it forced me, I, I mean, I began to realize all these human beings, all these stories, all this stuff going on, and it saved me. I mean, because otherwise I would have just drowned in worrying about these guys, you know? So, that, and yeah. that book, that became the book uh, Praying for Strangers by River Jordan, yep. which became a national best-selling it did. Um, book, book, title. Yeah. title. Yeah. Book. You can get it on yeah. Amazon, too, still, Yeah, right? where's the best place to get it, Amazon? Or your local bookstore. Anywhere. Anywhere. 
Yeah, go buy it. Yeah. That's my mom's book. That's one she, of her books. One of her. She's got lots she's of got great lot. books. Um, where are we at? Well, the, I just think that's incredible because she made it through both of you being deployed at the same time. All of everything going on with, you know, our war on terror and everything with both kids. And then she she did all that for like a, at least a year you did that? Yeah. I actually went on to do it for three years <sighs> telling people. Wow. You know, because at the end of the year I was like, I have checked that box. I'm out of here. <laughs> and then the beginning of the year I was like, oh. But it reminds me that I could still be doing that, even if I'm not telling people that it does bring you out of the headlines and the, you know, stuff that yeah. that obviously weighs us down and gets us to focus on our own problems. It's a wonderful way to pull you into a better place. But that's what got me out of it. And I one day I felt somebody staring at me. You know how you know when yeah. people are staring at you and you're looking around and it's like somebody somebody's looking at me. And I looked over and I saw this small man with red hair and red beard. Okay, he looked like something out of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I swear. And I thought, well, okay, I'm gonna go tell him he's my person for today. And he had this piece of paper and like this pencil, nothing to drink, nothing to eat. He's sitting at this table, and he's just looking at me. And I go over and tell him, you know, look, I do this thing. And I said, you know, I started doing this when my sons were deployed, and they're both deployed. And He's just, he's got this light in his eyes and he's taking notes. And then he, he calls me back. You know, I start to walk away and he goes, Hey, just want you to know your sons are coming home. They're going to be okay. And I was like, I expect to turn around and him be like, disappear. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an angel. And I, it just was like, gave me chills all over. And I'm like, Okay, I believe you, man. I'm, I'm going to take it. So. Leprechauns, yeah. man. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> we're on an Irish kick. Today. Well, we're both here. Yeah. We both made it. You did. Um, very thankful for that. Yes. Because yeah. a lot of good people didn't, and I'm aware of that. Well, that's why yeah, we did I'm the, very thankful. Well, that's why I'm going to live every day like extra. Extra. For everybody else. One of the biggest things. We talked about that on, on a podcast, a couple podcasts ago, right? About, yeah. About, you know, what do those people want you to do? Like, you know. You know, sit there and sulk, or do you want to live, make it worth it, make it all worth it, live, live extra? So, um, well, what do you have going on now? Yeah, what's, what's the next book? What's the next project? I know you you did Confessions of a one. Christian Mystic. No, what's the most recent oh. one? Oh, the most recent is Sugar Baby and Other Stories, which is a collection of short stories on Amazon, right? Uh, definitely on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and all those other places and local excellent. bookstores. But uh, it's a great collection. It, excellent writing. It's really one of the best things that I've ever done. And a publisher read the book, and so they've asked me to develop a full-length novel from one of the stories called A Muddy Grace uh, that involves a flood and, you know, kind of some stuff. So well, that's due in August. So that's my next, next thing. Awesome. And those are your favorite, right? When she writes the fiction I stories, per personally, the South. Yeah, personally, those are my favorite. And there's a book 
I don't think you've published it. That's my the deep down dirty sound. That's what I want. I know, it's, I know, it's I know. It's stories of her childhood and like your childhood. Our child, it's yeah. like little things that you know we look back on Aunt and Kate stuff like that. And, it's um, just funny. Yeah, they're all they're funny. all they're all funny. Aunt Kate's possessed doll. Yes. And right. Chris positioning yeah, yeah, yeah. that doll. Yeah. It's a Susie walks a lot that every she had one eye open and one eye it's closed. It's creepy as hell. It was man. so creepy, so possessed. Everybody <laughs> in the family knew that. And doll. then you lay in bed. It's right there. Looking at you, <laughs> yeah. well, kind of looking at you like this. <laughs> yes, you know? <laughs> really. Yeah. So his brother, being the the prankster and jokester he is, I was asleep, and everyone I would literally take that doll, trying not to touch it, and go take it to another room and make it face the corner when I slept there at her house in Georgia. She got upset. Let Shit. me tell you how she really got upset. Chris snuck up. Did you not? You no, don't remember, remember this? this. Snick. No. Chris snuck up and put her leaning over me right up against oh my me God. so that when I opened my eyes, right she was right there leaning. I tore her head off and <laughs> broke her arm, tore her arm off her body, and he cracked up, and Aunt Kate was very, very upset. Oh, I bet he, I bet I he tore was dying. Pieces. She said it, she was dying laughing, <laughs> and she was so angry. She said she was a collector's item. Oh, I'm my like, God. She's done now. Oh, she, my God. Yeah, I finally... Put her to rest. So you can't find that book. There's nowhere to buy that. No, for you, I had determined to put that book out, um, you know, this year. So I am going to focus on that when I get this novel and taken care of. Even it, if, right? yeah, yeah, even I if am we just get, like, just can get it on Amazon for yourself. Like, yeah, I think yeah, I, was just I my thing you. is, I think that, I think that from a monetary standpoint, I think that if she self publishes that book, it would be, it would do very well for her. Well, I, t I tell you what, I even made certain in my contract because they have first right of refusal for my ne book, next book. But mm -hmm. I said, no, not on this one. You don't. This so, is mine. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I had planned to do that this year. And of all the people who have read it, because I did, I, I didn't even self-publish. I printed it. You printed it. Uh, for yeah. a book club, who, yeah. a very large book club yeah. in Texas who had bought all my books over the years and I was going to the convention and didn't have anything. So I thought, well, I'll just put these stories together and I'll print it. Every person who ever has it refuses to loan it to anyone. <laughs> right. It is their favorite yeah, book. You, it, they you're just not giving it to anybody. They won't yeah. give it to anybody. They won't loan it to anybody. Yeah. They won't even let it out of their house. So it's like, we'll, yeah, have, to I push, need to, we'll have to push it again. Yeah, I have to get back in there and do it. Well, baby, you got anything else? no, that's all I've got. How, how do people, so what do you have going on now? How do people find you and support you? They support me by buying my books. Um, or we can work out other ways. You can donate to me or buy me a beer. But <laughs> I'm good for a story. It's uh, riverjordaninkink.com. Okay. So just like ink on the page. And that's my website. And so that's that's the fastest way to find me. And then follow follow you on Instagram. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter where I do a lot of talk, um, following series that I love and things like that, communicating people with about TV a lot and movies. Are you yeah. still teaching? Uh, I teach when I have the opportunity to teach. But I mean so online, are you still doing the writer's classes? I need to do it again is what I'm saying. I, I, okay. I do so ever so many months that I kick off a writing class, but people can find that on the website as well. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. like. I'll always put, okay, new classes are coming. You okay. know, I'll put it on there. All right. Which I really enjoy doing. Oh, it's great. Well, mom, thanks for coming to town. Hey, 
thing. We're going to have... We're going to watch movies. We're going to watch movies. So yes. many movies. We've got we one to watch have, tonight. We actually have to watch The Contractor. You know what else is on tonight? Uh, Picard. Yes. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I, I, we, I waited. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, hey, listen. Go follow Go follow my mom. Go yeah. buy her books. Um, I appreciate that. And uh, other than that, um, this is a fun one for me. And uh, next time I need, to, I need to bring her on again, we'll talk more stories of, of my... Of, of my childhood there's a lot more there's a, mo- a lot more left on the table um all right guys i will see you hey you know what go follow her screenshot this share it if you find something funny or uh entertaining or or worthwhile screenshot it share it on social media tag both of us we'll both share it um let's get this message out of there and uh other than that you know there's no the deal never quit never surrender we always keep moving forward we'll see you guys in the next episode <laughs>